for our audience, like here, here's what I'm, I'm I'm totally enjoying those, those sounds because I'm having flashbacks yeah. of being in Mexico. <laughs> uh, I, I, oh, I I'm like, what are they selling? I want some. I want some. Buy buy me buy me one. Like <laughs> whatever it is, whatever it is, I just want to buy some right now, right? Um, the, those are the, the the callers, right? They're like letting people know I'm here. I I got the goods. I got exactly. the goods. Yeah. Yeah. Ice cream, it could be ice cream, it could be uh, corn, it could be... Elotes, esquites. Oh, man, oh, man. I was, I was, I was, my mouth was watering. I'm like, why is my mouth watering? Because I hear that bell. Because you know there's something good attached to it. So, uh, right on. I just wanted to make sure the audience knew what we were hearing because maybe they've not been there. Maybe in their neighborhood, somebody's like selling ice cream and they get a little bail, right? But that that, yeah. that sound was like, oh yeah. Tell me what's, what are you selling? What are you, yeah, flashbacks. right on. <laughs> it's definitely some flashbacks, man. Oh man. Welcome to the Taking Off the Mask podcast. My name is Ashanti Branch, and I'm really glad you joined us. Today's guest is Victor Manuel de la Morra Patino. Did you catch that? I'm going to say it again. I like saying it. Victor Manuel de la Morra Patino. Victor is an alumni of Ever Forward Club. Uh, Ten years ago, he was a part of our club. He attended some of our really powerful workshops in those early days of Ever Forward. We're 17 years old now. So he was in the early days of Ever Forward. He reflects on being a part of a workshop we had um, by Edward Paz, who um, is a good friend, but it's called Designing Your Best Year Ever. And these young men got a chance. And actually at the time, there were young women in the program. They got a chance to be a part of like what adults get to do in the world, like being a part of designing their life and recognizing that their life they create it can happen by accident, but it's probably not necessarily the life you're creating. It's the accidental life, but the life you design is a life worth living and fulfilled. And, I, and I'm super excited that now, looking back, he he reflected on that. He remembered that experience. It was one meeting, but he remembered it. And the fact that it has taken him to where he is now as an architect working in the construction industry in Mexico, like... He's actually mentoring young men who work for his company, trying to help them find their way. It's beautiful when the mentoring comes full circle. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. We hope that you will hear in his voice the reflection of him taking what he learned in Ever Forward and now using it in his life. I'm really thankful that he was a part of that. You'll hear us talk about one of our college trips where the young men, well, that was one of our first trips where they were a co-ed uh trip and uh there were some late nights that was happening in some of those journeys but what i'm excited about is that he got a chance to be a part of a a brotherhood a sisterhood a, a community an academic family and so i hope you enjoyed today's episode if you know anyone who can benefit from this conversation please share it with them please like subscribe review our podcast and let people know how you like it and the best way for people to find the podcast there's two pieces of information I want to share with you before I close, before you hear today's episode. One 
Uh, we just completed the 17th annual 24-hour relay challenge. As a mouthful, 17th annual 24-hour relay challenge. It was a 24-hour live stream that happened um, through YouTube on a site we were fundraising on. Uh, we raised about four thousand um, dollars for not only Ever Forward, the Million Mask Movement, but for five community organizations. We'll be sharing more information about those five organizations um, soon. But if you want to support the work that we're doing, please, you can do that on our website. But the other piece of information I want to share with you is that this summer, our young men in a Social Emotional Leadership Academy will do a takeover of the podcast. What that means is that the young men will, you will see more of their faces than you will hear of their voices and faces than you will see of mine. They're going to be interviewing each other. They're going to be interviewing other young men in the community. They're going to be interviewing adults. And this is not really interview format, as you know. This is a conversation. So you're going to hear from our youth. I think our youth have a lot to say, especially in this time. So please look forward to those episodes that will come in the summertime. Um, and over the next month, you'll hear young voices taking over this spot here. I'm really excited for them and for what they're going to create. So thank you for being a part of the Taking Off the Mask podcast. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. <laughs> Welcome to the Taking Off the Mask podcast. My name is Ashanti Branch, and I'm so glad you've joined us. Today, I am telling you that you're in for a treat. Um, now, Victor has an, a long name, so I'm gonna I'm gonna try and get it right. I'm gonna try and get it right. Let me let me see if I can do it right. Okay, I'm gonna do it justice because I because I love your name, brother, Victor Manuel de la Mora Patino. Yeah, you got it. You nailed it. <laughs> boom, boom. All right. So, Victor, uh, we we I've always called him Victor. Uh, Victor, will you just uh, introduce yourself to the folks and tell them who you are and uh, what you're up to in the world? And um, I'm excited to be in this conversation with you. Yeah, thank you, Mr. Branch. Well, good morning to everyone. Uh, my name is Victor. I'm 27 years old. I'm currently an architect, uh, freelance. That's what I'm, I'm focusing on right now. Uh, construction and design. That's my strongest. And, you know, just uh, focusing on growing. Well, See, Victor gave you the, the, the short version right there because Victor, Victor and I go way <laughs> back. So I, I didn't know how much he was going to jump in. So I guess I'm going to have to add in to his intro. <clears throat> not only is he an architect, so not only is he, uh, you know, doing his work and construction in that work. So Victor and I met. Uh, how, how about how about you tell the story? Because I, I can tell it from my side, but you were you were a, you were a student. So it would be great to hear from yeah. your perspective. OK, yeah, sounds good. Um well, I met Mr. Branch back in 2007 in uh, San Lorenzo High School. Uh, I was just a freshman, and it was the Ever Forward Club running, and it was a uh, it was a pretty amazing uh, experience for me because throughout high school uh, we would have uh, all these different activities that we would you know reunite with. A bunch of classmates and talk about different things and eventually uh, my senior year we went to different universities uh, I remember going to Cal Poly San Luis Obispo uh, taking an architectural class there and it was it was just so amazing you know um, then we went to UCLA uh, had that first-hand experience uh, and just have you guys uh, 
you, Mr. Branch, uh, as a mentor, has really helped me establish my priorities and my goals, you know? So we go way back. <laughs> you know, uh, it's so good to see you, man. And I think, you know, when you talked about Cal Poly and going to the architecture class and the fact that you're an architect, I, I, um, I had a subliminal goal by having you all visit Cal Poly, right? Because, you know, I went, I went to Cal Poly. And so because Ever Forward was a club for all students, some students were, you know, on the path of towards the college and some were not. And, and it wasn't, it wasn't a club that says you have to go to college. It was like, what do you want to do with your life? That's going to make you feel alive. That's going to make you feel satisfied and successful. And I think that deep down, I really wanted every student to want to go to Cal Poly, right? I'm like, come on, can't you see this amazing place? Look at all these cows and trees. And, um, but one of the things I was really happy when I, you told me that is that, 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 that moment that sitting in that architecture class st stood out to you because all I was hoping to do is just plant seeds, you know, and, you never know what seeds you're going to take. You know, farmers plant many seeds and they know that there has to be a yield of something. Some are going to grow and some are not. But that's why you you, you plant. Right. And uh, so I'm really glad that that trip that, that was some amazing trips. I, 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 I want to know. I want to think that that was a trip that um, Mr. Santian and his wife went on. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And we. <laughs> it was incredible. It was it was fun. Um, I remember. We even had a car wash event to, you know, get resources so we can all go. It was amazing. Yeah. And I think, is that the trip that we went to Disneyland? Yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah. We, yeah, okay. We ended up, not... I'm sorry, we ended up in UCLA and then the yeah. next day we went to Disneyland. Okay. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to find some of those photos. I remember because my friend Antrice, who's an artist, Antrice, brought a bunch of her um disney animation folks and they they were the ones who helped us get into the park because yeah. you know as a disney employee you have a you have a little pass that you can bring one or two people in and they they rallied and uh, got us all in because it was we couldn't afford it like it was if it wasn't for her we wouldn't have gotten in because the tickets are you know over a hundred dollars each and i'm like yeah we're we going we're going to go to the beach <laughs> That's where we go, go, yeah. You know what I'm saying? The beach is free. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, it was so fun. It was so fun. And how everybody just uh, worked together. It was, it was amazing. Man. Hard work and dedication. Yeah. And I think you also, if I, if I remember right, did you meet Edward Poss in the Design Your Best Year Ever? Yeah. Edward Poss was also uh, there. Uh, he was. You know, a mentor as well, and he gave us. I remember he gave us a book, yeah. How to design our best year ever, and the, the right decisions and the decisions that were going to mark your life. You know? Yeah. Oh man, I gotta. I'm gonna demonstrate. I, I get goosebumps <laughs> just by uh, remembering all that. <laughs> that was some amazing times, you know, and so. I, this is, you know, normally in this podcast, we don't interview people. We just have a conversation, right? You know, I haven't, haven't had a, definitely not a face to face like this in a long, for, in maybe since 2011, you said, right? That when you graduated. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's been and uh, then, 10 years already. 10 years, man. Oh man. Time goes so fast. And now you're an architect. You tell me, tell what else, what else are you up to? What do you, what else are you up to? Well, I'm a, right now I'm a, I'm a, I'm a dad. I have a three year old. His name is Andre Nicholas. And it's just uh, amazing how 
your priorities change all of a sudden. You know, now you have this little person looking up to you, and you have to be, uh, you know, set up the right example for you. And and you start looking around the world, seeing how society is is changing constantly, and you worry about this little person. You know, it, it's just amazing how everything changes throughout the years, how your priorities change. And I love being a dad. I love spending time with him. I love uh, giving him, you know, moments of life. Uh, we live in such a world where you have to materialize everything, you know, like, uh, maybe give, give their child a, a phone so they can watch a video or whatever. And back when I was a child, we didn't have that. Like we had a, a Game Boy, and it wasn't black and white. We didn't have light, so you would, you know, look for other things to to do and play or or distract yourself, use your imagination. And nowadays, I see a lot of kids that you know are losing that. They're losing that uh, beauty in life. Yeah. Oh, man. I'm glad you said that. And I think even, I mean, I found myself at times like on one thing, I'm like, okay, do I want to listen to a podcast? Do I want to listen to a video? Do I want to go to YouTube? And I found myself like with, with all the gigabytes in this thing, I was like, I don't even know what I want to be doing on this thing right now. And I found myself like looking, trying to make up something to do. I mean, I got plenty to do, but like, like looking for, and I'm like, this is funny. Like, like I'm sucked into this thing right now where I think the only thing I could be doing is something on here, right? And, I, and although I know I got plenty of other stuff to be doing, right? And I, um, But, like, even the adults, too, right? Even the adults yeah. get sucked into the devices, right? And uh, so, listen, I am uh, – there's so many things I kind of want to maybe round around in the conversation, but congratulations on being a father. Congratulations. Thank you, thank you. Thank you. And, uh, and I imagine as you're raising a boy, it, it's probably – I don't, I don't know your relationship with your father. So, I mean, I don't, I mean, I imagine there's a lot of things you're learning about what it means for him to be the kind of man that you want to support him to be based on kind of the things that you learned, right? I imagine there's a lot of decisions to make. Do I want to pass that to him? And I don't really like that part. No, I don't like, I imagine there's a lot of decisions you're having to make, especially at two years old. Cause he's like, he's like grabbing on everything. He's like, yeah. He's probably, he's, he's probably hearing words and he's repeating words. You're like, no, don't, no, don't repeat that one. Repeat, repeat the other one. You know, like how, how many things he absorbs and then like a sponge just squeezes yeah. it all out, you know? Yeah, exactly. You know, you know even, even though we're over here in Mexico, uh, I tend to speak to him in English. So he's really capturing uh, the words and he's learning. And I feel, you know, happy about that because I want him to be bilingual. You know, it's such a, important uh phase right now to be bilingual and uh it's it's funny that you mentioned that the things that you want to pass down to your kids because sometimes we have certain change you know change uh from other generations that we just want to break those you want to break yeah. those changes you know and you don't want to have that passed down to your kids Probably, you know, talking about bad habits or, or whatsoever, you know? Yeah. Yeah, you know, I'm really glad that, I th let, me, let, me, let me get my mind right. I think you're my first guest who I've interviewed who's actually 
Well, Breno was our first. He was in Brazil. I think you're our first um, uh, guest that I'm interviewing from Mexico, and I'm really excited. I think there's lots of, you know, lots of work that people in community organizations are doing to really talk about this hyper masculine machismo narrative that says men can't talk about feelings. They can't talk about how they feel. They have to always be stoic and have, you know, everything has to be fine and good and okay. And todo bien, perfecto. Yeah. yeah? And when things are not, they just, they bottle it up. They, they, they store it inside their body. Right. They just keep exactly. on pushing through. And, uh, and you as a young man who started never forward, where we talked about emotions, we, we, it was, it was almost expected, you know, it was like, you can't come here and pretend like everything's fine. If everything's fine, great. But we're just going to say like, don't be here and be fake, right? Don't be in this space. And because the goal is not to, that doesn't serve anybody. It doesn't serve you. It doesn't serve us. It doesn't serve your future. And uh, have you, I mean, maybe today, maybe let's do the mask. And I think maybe after we make the mask, maybe as the words come out and as the ideas come out, we can just talk about how you see it around you. Like, how do you see it in the community that you live in and, and the, the men and young men you come in contact with? Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. Sounds good. Um, All right. So you made a mask. Yes, I did. <laughs> All right. And I did too. So the question would be, we always let the guests decide who goes first. So either you will go first or you will decide that I go first, but it's up to you because you're the guest. So you, you decide. I'll, I'll go first. Okay. So you share the, share the front, and then um, and then um, after you share the front, maybe say a couple of words about it, then I'll share the front, and then we'll go back and then back. Okay. Well, my mask is really simple. Um, you know, the front, friendly, responsible, and confident. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Um, awesome. I, I feel like... Uh, you know, being responsible and that confidence, you know, has followed me throughout middle school, high school, uh, being friendly as well, you know. I tended in high school to have lots of friends, uh, and it was just different groups, you know. Like, I had basketball friends, I had varsity friends, I had, the, you know, uh, tennis friends, just a whole variety of friends, you know, really, that's how I consider myself as a person who just socializes. Yeah. Social friendly. Awesome. <laughs> yes. Social, yeah, I, and I, I, I remember that, and I think I'm glad that's still a part of your, part of your life. All right, I'm going to share mine. Okay, this is the front. It's interesting, I left one of the words off today that I, I don't, okay, so I'm going to, this is a, a mask. This is the mask. Okay. <laughs> it's like a some kind of luchador. I don't know who he is. I want him to say he's. I don't know who I was trying to draw, but here's the he words. Looks like, I wrote. Looks like Deadpool. <laughs> <laughs> kind of like right. Like I was like, yeah, who am yeah. I drawing today? I don't know who I'm drawing today. Right. <laughs> I, I just try and like just channel whatever the angles and shapes that come to my mind. Um, and so today, today I wrote serious, funny, and hardworking. Um. Yeah, you know, I, I I used to I was writing caring for a while for and caring is still a big part of it, but today these are the ones that came up, and I think serious probably was first because I think I came came in this morning trying to get everything set up, and I just like I, like I'm 
like I'm, I'm like on the target of like getting stuff done. Right. Like, I, yeah. Uh, I get really intense sometimes. And, um, and then, you know, sometimes I just need to laugh. Right. I think the funny part is like, like I was talking, I was on a conversation yesterday with a foundation and one of the directors, she was like, you know, at the end of the night, I just need something silly to watch because of all the stuff I drag in on all day and all the, like the news that I don't even try and read, but it just passes by my feed. She's like, I just need something kind of silly just to go and just they take it light. And I'm like, yeah, I find myself wanting some of that at the end of the day too. Just some, some, something disconnected from the reality of like the craziness of life. Right. You, yeah. And um, yeah. So Siri is funny and hardworking and, you know, and the work continues, you know, there's a, on that journey of trying to, want to do big things in the world, you know? So uh, that's the front. That's my front. Okay. Oh, it's amazing. <laughs> All right. Uh, okay. Now we're going to, let's take a deep breath. Let's take a deep breath. Cause now we're going to move to the back. The back is, okay. you know, different, right? Yeah. And for anybody out there who hasn't made a mask, listen, you can, you can, you can do what Victor and I are doing. You can do it anonymously. You can go to 100kmasks.com and, um, this is that part. The back is the things that we normally don't let people see. The front is the stuff we gladly let the world see. And what we're about to talk about right now is the stuff that we normally don't talk much about. So uh, thank you for going first, Victor. Well, the back of my mask, uh, show it, is mm. scared to fail, anxiety, and depression. Uh, scared to fail, you know, it's just fail in life, you know, in general, like, uh, I'm really a type of person that likes to be a perfectionist in what I do, and it sometimes, uh, it saddens me a little bit if I don't uh, reach my goals or reach certain uh, dreams that I had, you know, yeah. so eventually that's something that I don't really show to a lot of people, yeah. because, uh, now that I have a kid, you know, it's like even tougher. I have to be a, a, a little bit more of a role model, you know. I want I want him to grow up and and uh, be in his life. Um, part of it is it's that I shared this first part. I I recently. Separated from my big mama, and it's been two years already. So it's been a little hard on the edge because I'm more of a accustomed to a traditional way of you know, fighting for your family, uh, just not letting go so easy in, in today's society. You know, we're we're so accustomed to letting go and in relationships. Like, you know, I could get another relationship, another family. That. So that part has uh, followed me through these past few years, and you know it, it has hidden me in uh, you know falling depression, having some anxiety attack because uh, it was just never my intention to fail in yeah. such an important thing as having a family. Yeah. So uh, it's been tough. It's been tough. Um, been trying to focus on, on my work and focus on my child. We have a, a good communication, her and I. Um, and 
know, we can see reflected on our kid because he, he's growing with confidence, he's growing happy, he's growing uh, with all these qualities. And it's just a reflection of how her and I have been communicating. And, you know, just having that relationship, co-parenting our kid and putting aside feelings and putting aside everything. So it's been it's been tough, but at the same time, uh, we're taking step by step and and focusing on our kid, which is something yeah. important. You know, I don't I want to be in the presence of him for the rest of my life, but it also depends on me on the decisions and the moments that I that I make you know, for him. So, yeah, yeah, that's my background. Man, thank you, man. Thank you for sharing that. And um, I'm, gl- I'm glad that you two are like figuring out a, a way to work together, you know, for and that I am. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for sharing that. You're welcome. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to share mine and then maybe there's something, something maybe more will come out of anything you want to share. And the way it works is you know, I, in these conversations, we just let the conversation go where it needs to go, you know? Okay. Yeah. Sounds good. You know, like, I think, uh, as we begin to, let me just share mine and then, uh, you know, then, then I'll, we can just see where everyone wants to go, but I just want to appreciate you for, for sharing that. I think a lot of times in this work, not only in this conversations with the podcast, but, you know, like, um, as a teacher, as an educator, as, as seeing different family structures and uh, different types of separations from families, um, you see the ones when they separate and they really still hold space for each other. And it's reflected, like you said, it's reflected in, in your son, right? And I've seen it when it's not, where it's like, you know, the kid feels like they're dragged. Oh, I have to go, I have to go here. I got to go to that house. I got to go to that house. And you feel the kid, the kid kind of carries the, carries it in their body in their in their mind right no that's i I couldn't finish the project i had to be at this house and i couldn't like you just feel them like it doesn't feel like for them like it's working right i mean maybe working for the adults but for them it feels like they feel trapped in the middle of these two opposing figures you know so i just appreciate you for just um thank you thank you and you know adding to that um it's even harder because uh, she has a way of educating him. I have a way of educating him, and you know we don't want him to feel dragged one house or another. So we're really just working on that process and focusing on on our kid and and you know, giving him the best quality of life. And, you know, just being role models. Like, okay, eventually he's going to grow up. He's going to understand, and we're going to have to sit down and talk to him and say. What things didn't work out, but we're here for you. Uh, yeah. Count on us and really just uh, give them that confidence. Yeah, that's so beautiful, man. And I think that that's you know I, I think it's gonna come. Yeah, let me let me tell you this part. So you know I I didn't grow up with a father, so part of it is that piece of my father died. He actually died before I was born, so he just it just wasn't around at all, right? Um, but I know that 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 sadness is real, right? Like that that father, um, that father wound, right? And 
you know, like as young men grow up and have this relationship or not relationship or connection or not connection, um, it, it follows them, right? It, you know, they may not talk about it because society says as men, we can't talk about our feelings and how we feel about those things, especially sadness and fear and worry and all of that, right? You're yeah. supposed to be happy all the time. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, you know, that's what people tell me. You should, you should be happy. Just be happy. Just, just be funny. Be, you know, and it's like, where do I talk about this stuff on the back of the mask, right? And I think having that space to know that whatever I feel is real and I'm still human and I'm still a man and I'm still, doesn't make me less than a, than a person who's in this body to be able to talk about it, you know? And I think that's yeah. so important, you know? Um, here's, the, here's the back of mine. I'm going to share this one. So I'm going to explain the lines there. It says fear of failure, which, which was in common with yours and sadness and then trauma. That's my messy writing trauma, like childhood trauma mostly. And I wrote these extra lines here. I've been doing this lately because, um, uh, like, I could actually feel the backup with all the fears, you know, <laughs> that I don't talk about, right? Okay. Like fear, fear of failure, right? Like wanting to really, I mean, you've been, you've seen this organization since it was just a program at a school, right? And yeah, now yeah. we're, we're a, a nonprofit or like, so the, the fear of failure require is why I think I work so hard and why I'm so serious all, all the time. Right. Cause I just, I, I don't know. I just want to, I want to feel successful. Like I, it's not always about what other people say. It's like I want to feel it, and I think that that's where my fear comes in. And that's why I'm so serious and all the time, and I work so hard, right? Um, and I'm gonna come back to that because I think these other lines I talk about, like like fear. Of, maybe I'm fear of success sometimes. Yeah. Maybe I'm like you know, like trying to write a book. I think sometimes I have a fear of writing. Like I get stuck. Like I'm like, I made a commitment, write a hundred words a day. Yesterday I didn't write a hundred words. Why? It's a hundred words. Like I could, I could, I could say a hundred words in like two minutes. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, why did I just even do that? You know? And I, it's not that I didn't want to, I mean, I was doing a lot of work yesterday, but that's like my personal project. And so, you know, I put a lot of time into the work, but I don't always put enough time into, into my own projects. And so, and then I wrote sadness and trauma. Um, but yeah, I think the fear one really stands out. I think a lot right now, just in that you know, um, whenever Forward first started, you know, depending on how this, how well the students knew me, right? They knew, I mean, I was always pretty intense, I think, right? But it came from a place of like, like love. Like I really wanted them to do good. So when I, if I was getting on a kid's case, a young person, I don't know if I ever had to get on your case to me. Maybe you and I had one little, one little, one, one little thing, but nothing, right? Like, yeah. like, but everyone knew, well, I think those who knew me knew that it was from a good came from a, a good place, right? But if you're an outsider, you'd be like, "Why is he all? Why is he all over? Why is he so? Why is he so upset with those kids, right?" And it wasn't really upset, upset. It was more like, I don't know what I, I remember. I, I'm trying to think of the hotel. I think we had a hotel scenario <laughs> when we went to L.A. I I think I had to get up in the middle of the night. I'm trying to remember your I'm trying to remember your trip. I'm trying to remember your trip. I remember we stayed at that one. Somebody gave us a house to stay in in San Luis Obispo. I remember that. But um, I think it's that idea, like on the outside, people would be like, well, man, that teacher is so strict on those kids. And in my mind, I'm thinking, I'm just I'm just caring for you. Like, I want you to have success. I want you to have um, good experiences, good opportunities. I want people to look at you and, and, and respect you. And I think uh, those are the things that come up when I think of like, and, just, and fear of like, 
I think there's some fear. It's always been a fear of like being missing, being misunderstood, you know? Exactly. Yeah. I, I remember, uh, yeah. I remember, uh, you know, adding to the fact that, you know, you care about students. Um, somehow you knew our potential individually. Like, you, I remember you saying, uh, back in the hotel, that incident, you said something like, Victor, you, you need to stand up and be a leadership. You know, be a leader. Show your leadership. And uh, you said it in a, you know, in a, in a caring tone, but in somehow, like, you know, como regaño, you know? Yeah. <laughs> 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 it was, it was, it was just amazing. Like, it was a, I think about it now and it gives me goosebumps because, um, somehow you knew the capacity that I had, you know, delegating other people and um, coordinating, you know. So it was like you were upset. You were, you were like, ah, oh, you know, he needs to open his eyes and see what he's really capable of and all that. Yeah, yeah. I think that 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 part, right, where you where you try and help them see, like. I see it in you, but I, I need you to, and if you don't see it in yourself yet, just borrow, borrow some of what I see in you. Like just borrow some of it until you can, you got it on your own, right? Exactly. And I think those are the parts. Like sometimes because, because of the, the peer groups, like we, we want to, we don't want to like stand apart, right? But right to lead, if you're going to lead the orchestra, you know, you got to turn your back on the crowd. You know, you can't, you can't be facing the crowd leading the orchestra. That just, it doesn't work, right? It's like, and sometimes we feel like we're, if we kind of leave our friends to the side a little bit, that we're leaving them as opposed to like leading them, right? Yeah. Like, and I think that I, I, I vaguely remember that conversation, but I rem thank you for like putting words to it because I know I always, I saw a lot of potential in you, right? And maybe even sometimes you didn't, you, you weren't ready for it. So you'd be like, why are you putting all this pressure on me? Like, why you know, like, why are you why are you trying to make me do stuff? And I'm like, because you it's in you. It's like, oh, it's and and I think I'm so proud when I when I, you know, when I left San Lorenzo High, you know, you were still there, but I stayed in touch with you know you all and through Santian and through other events we had, and I'm really proud of where you've come, man. I'm really yeah. When I when I finally got that first message, I think it was on, I don't know if it was on. Uh, on one of the social media platforms, I was like, dude, where are you? Where you been? You know, it yeah. was just so great to to be reconnected with you. So, um, yeah, yeah, man. I, I, let me ask you this. Um, well, maybe what, what else is coming for you around this idea of the back of the mask? What other, what other thoughts are coming up before I ask a question? Um, well, back of the mask, you know, I remember now that we're talking in high school, uh, I remember learning about Know, that image of what acceptance is towards your peers, to, towards your friends. You know, like that was, um, we're, we're more worried about what brand shoes we're going to wear, and, you know, what people are going to see, uh, you know, clothes and everything. And sometimes, you know, thinking back through it, it's just a waste of time. You know, like you have other things in life um, that, that really matter. I think at that age, at that young age, you know, our brain is not that capable.
people are more mature now to see all these different things, you know, all these other important things in life. And we're more focused in, at that age of, you know, oh, you got the new Jordans, oh, you got uh, this new snapback or whatever, you know, like, but you want to look fresh. But yeah, why do you want to look fresh? Who do you want to look fresh for, you know? Like, and you just really building up a, a big emptiness inside you of things that don't matter. And, you know, thinking back to, to high school, that's how my way of thinking was. And then all of a sudden, uh, you know, coming, coming back to Mexico, uh, while my residence was on a sibling position, it really helped me, you know, touch, touch ground, you know, be more humble uh, and stop worrying about, you know, being materialized and stuff and you know, focusing on, on other things in life. So it, it really, it helped me, you know, it, it was a big cultural shock for me, a big difference, but uh, it really did help me a lot to touch ground. And, 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 and success also, you know, having success is not by measuring how much money you have in your bank, you know. Having success is just uh, the good quality life that you have, like just life in general. Like, okay, I have a roof, you know, to live on. I have a car, I have, uh, I have everything I need to survive. And then just that for me is just already being successful. You know, I have my family. I have I'm living life. You know, I'm experiencing, I'm growing. And it's not really about how much money you have or, how, or what car kind of car you have or what kind of you know it's different perspectives of life. Yeah. Thank you for that man. Thank you. And I think that's what a lot of we need we're trying to help our young people understand today, right? Even like you being a young man, a man younger than me, I always say young man, but you're a man, right? Yeah. Um, and like figuring out like, how do we help the young men? Like, for example, imagine you see, I don't, I don't know how your neighborhood is set up, but do you see young men walking around in your neighborhood or in your, like where your office is or where you work? Do you see, I mean, especially we're in the, you know, kind of in the middle of this post quarantine pandemic. Um, like, how do you see the young men interacting with each other? Do you see a lot of like, I gotta prove everybody how tough and cool I am, or do you do you in a, do you see any teenagers around where you are? Like, do you see young people? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a there's plenty of, of young people here, and you know it's a really similar. It's a really similar environment. You know, uh, you have to prove how tough you are. You know, prove your pride. Uh, don't show any emotions. Um, and even even you know, I think more. It's more visible here in, in Mexico because you know, and machismo. Uh, you know, you, you don't tend to see man cry or man showing their emotions or showing, you know, opening up, showing love. You know? So it's it's really no, noticeable here in that, in that yeah. area. And in construction, well, I you know, there's a couple of young, you know, kids. Like 16 year old kids that, you know, work under my supervision and that I have to pay them. And the other day I was talking to one of them, he's 16, 
he he had a scholarship to you know go to continue on his high school and, and go on to university. And I said, well, how come you didn't you know grab that opportunity? And he, his answer and most of the answers are similar to the fact that well he said I started you know earning money I started knowing what it was to you know buy my own stuff this and that so I said hey I'm gonna just work you know earn and gain money earn money and they're focused on that instead of investing a little bit of time in the future to yeah. When when you asked him that question, did you? Did, I mean, that's a really beautiful question to ask, and I'm glad you asked that. It's like it's like you're being a mentor for him, right? Yeah, maybe, yeah. Maybe uh, consciously or subconsciously. Yeah, I even told him, "Hey, um, you should use that opportunity, and hey, why why not study architecture? You you already you're working on construction. You already have some knowledge of it." Why don't you use it to your benefit? And he was like, no, um, you know, I'm focusing on earning money, this, this and that. And I, I said to him, I said, you know what? It's never too late, even if you're 18. For, for our audience, like, here, here's what I'm, I'm, I'm totally enjoying those, those sounds because I'm having flashbacks yeah. of being in Mexico. <laughs> uh, I, I, oh, I, I'm like, what are they selling? I want some. I want some. Buy, buy me, buy me one. Like <laughs> whatever it is, whatever it is, I just want to buy some right now, right? Um, the, those are the, the the callers, right? They're like letting people know I'm here. I I got the goods. I got exactly. the goods. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> ice cream. It could be ice cream. It could be uh, corn. It could be elotes. Yeah, <laughs> Oh man, oh man! I was, I was, I was. My mouth, my mouth was watering. I'm like, why is my mouth watering? Because I hear that bell. Because you know, there's something good attached to it. So, uh, right on. I just wanted to make sure the audience knew what we were hearing. Because maybe they've never, they've not been there. Maybe in their neighborhood, somebody's like selling ice cream and they get a little bell, right? But that, that, that sound was like, oh yeah. Tell me what, what are you selling? What? Yeah, right on. <laughs> it <was flashbacks. laughs> it's definitely some flashbacks, man. Oh man. Yeah. He was like, "Yeah, well, yeah, you're right." So I kind of, I felt like I kind of planted that seed on him, inside him, and yeah. well, let's just hope for the best. You know, it, it, it really saddened me to see, you know, in my construction sites, young kid, sixteen, yeah. fifteen year old, you know, working. Just, just yeah, and I think it's you know it's so beautiful to be able. I mean, as a person, as you, as a young, as a man who was in a mentoring program, who who were asked hard questions when you were younger, right? I think it it's maybe the, maybe it's like it's already a part of you, right? Being a mentor as well, right? Being a person who is, um, when you talked about that idea of you asking that young man questions. I am really thankful and I'm really glad you shared that because what I hope is that what we did in Ever Forward for all the young people that were a part of it, when you became a part of it, it was co-ed. So there was boys and girls in Ever Forward. You know, when Ever Forward first started, it was just young men until, you know, um, 
I think around 2007 is when the Young Women's Circle started. Um, but, I'm, but I'm so thankful that, you know, the questions you're asking him, like, even though it's maybe even subconscious for you, it was like, I see something in that person that maybe they don't see in themselves. I, I, and all I can do is just ask him some questions to help, you know, either awaken something that's just been lying dormant, you know, like a seed, right? Seeds don't grow all season long, right? They know that there's a certain season to grow and maybe the seed you planted is just not ready to grow yet. But, but maybe as it gets more people water it, maybe as more people in his life says, Oh man, you're, you're doing that. Dude, why don't you go take that? You know, and other people add some little fertilizer and some more dirt and soil. And I think maybe what you've allowed to do is just to expand his mind. Right. Exactly. And sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. Like I have a, I have a, a younger cousin. He's, uh, well, she got caught in drugs and, you know, by the age of 15. And, you know, eventually our family, his family, um, just surrounded him by showing him support, you know, really trying to, to help him out. I remember him yeah. asking me, um, asking me about how my experience was living in, in back in the states, and he he, he asked me, did you have any uh, gang members or friends? And I said, yeah, I had plenty of gang member friends, you know, and, and and from different gangs. And he he asked me, he was like, how come you never? Follow them, or how come you never? What did you do, you know, to make, not get caught up with them? And I just told them, you know, you got to be strong in your head. You're, you know, show them, show your friends your love and support, but also yeah. let your friends know that, you know, you, you, there's a certain line of respect. You know, like, I'm your friend because of who you are. Uh, yeah. Don't ask me to to join any gang members, you know, and yeah. respect that from me, you know, I respect the way you are, you know, yeah. just please have that respect, you know, yeah. and he, he, he really just got caught up in that uh, moment when I, when I was telling him that and I was explaining that to him, uh, and eventually he, 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 he started working his way out out of those circle of friends um, yeah it was it was such a beautiful moment uh, I even I even told him that I would uh, support him financially so that he can go to a, a barber school uh, get his barber shop here in Mexico and you know focus on something else and it's not that you know? it's, it, it's hard to get it, it's hard and it's easy to get caught up in those things Especially when there's nothing else, especially when you don't know another way, right? Exactly. You know, if, man, I think for all the young people who grew up in the Bay Area or in, you know, Oakland, San Leandro, Hayward, <clears throat> like if, or, or so any surrounding area, if they, if, if the streets you lived on, everybody only did this, you could easily never leave that area and think that that's all there was, right? Yeah, exactly. And you just get stuck in that circle, in that same circle. That's right. That's right. And I think that's like the college trip, right? Like our, my goal was that I, I didn't care what college you went to or that you went to college, but that you knew that there was more than what 
Oakland, San Leandro, Hayward, that little tri corridor had. The, the world was bigger. Not only was the state bigger, <laughs> the world was bigger. Yeah. And if I had if I had the money, I would have taken to, to further places, right? But I was like, well, look, we can at least go to LA, right? And we're gonna see something different. We're gonna see what it's like to be in a new place where people are thrive are hungry for knowledge, right? Where it's not just somebody trying to no one's here comparing their shoes to each other on this college campus. I mean, they maybe in their minds they are, but it ain't you don't see that kind of click kind of thing. I mean, you probably it happens, not that it doesn't happen, but you but what do you see here? Man, people are on their way to class, they're focused, they're like, they're hanging out with their friends, they're having lunch over here. And I think like that, like, like your like your cousin, like you're just like, man, if to him to see another way, like, oh wait, I can I can have friends and who do that and I don't have to do it. Like, but if you never knew that yeah. that, that existed, then it doesn't exist, you know? Exactly. It's kind of like when you ask a fish, what's water? <laughs> like What's, what's what's water? Right? Fish doesn't know what water is, right? <laughs> because that's all they see. Right? Like water, I don't, what's water? <laughs> you're like you're like, oh, oh wait a minute, right? And until you come out of it, and then you're like, where's you know where's this stuff, right? I think, yeah. um, yeah, man, brother, I am man. I, I I'm so glad we got to make this time to recatch up. I am. Really proud of you, man. And I hope that young man, maybe tell that young man from my behalf, say, hey, I know this. Oh, I know this old guy who got gray hair, but he was in construction, you know, and, uh, you know, and then he he made a change to follow his heart. Right. So whatever that is, if, you know, if ever I can offer a word I, and if I can offer a word to him in Spanish, you know, tú sabes que me, me hablo español y me encanta hablando español también. Entonces, so if I can offer a word and I look forward to uh to seeing you when I get back to uh, Mexico. Uh, Victor, thank you for being on the show today. It's so good to catch up with you again. Uh, I'm really proud of you, brother. And uh, uh, I'm excited to hear about all the new questions you ask young people in your life as you begin to pass down uh, maybe some of the, whatever we were able and ever forward to sprinkle on you and plant, like you can then also do that. And so um, thank you so much. Is there any last words you want to say to People out there, young people, anything, the last words you want to have and how people can find out what you're up to and what, anything, any way you want people to follow you if, you if you're interested in that. Yeah, thank you, Mr. Branch, you know, for uh, it's a pleasure being here in this podcast and inviting me. Um, you know, you, you can count on me giving out my experience to other young people uh, and for other people, young people that are out there, I would, you know, Give them a little bit of advice and stop worrying about what others think of you and just worry about um, yourself, you know, yourself as a person. Um, it, 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 everything depends on you, you know, it, it doesn't depend on other people. So that's probably the best advice I could give to young kids. And don't be afraid to awesome. show emotions, you know, open up. Cry, cry. You have to, uh, you know, talk about certain things that you're going through. Go ahead, open up. You know, don't be afraid to look at that advice. Yeah. Let me ask you this. Just this last question is. Yeah. So when you're going through difficult times now in your life, 
who do you talk to? Who do you, who do you, who do you, do you have like a, 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 a circle of your men that you go to or one person that you go to? Who do you go to when you need to talk about stuff? Okay. I, I go to my, to my father. Uh, but I also, I go to, you know, uh, I tend to a Christian church. So I, I talk to my pastor, uh, to, to a preacher and I, just sit down with him and you know, tell him what I'm going through, and it helps. It helps a lot to talk to to older men. To older men, you know, it, it just they give you advice because they have they've been through that, or they have they've been through similar experiences. So um, rather than talking to a friend at my age who's probably going through the same thing. Tend to talk to an uh, older man. You know, it could be an uncle, it could be uh, a, a friend that's a lot older than me or something. Yeah. That's fantastic, man. And I am glad that you do that. So, for all you out there, if you um, know anybody who needs to hear this message, please share this with them. It's the best way that they can also learn about the mask that they have to wear and that. They don't have to do it alone, um, that yeah. they can be looking out and finding someone in their life to connect to. And uh, I want to thank Victor for being on the show today and for being a part of the Ever Forward family, our extended family. And um, and as an organization, we're growing. And so maybe maybe even one day we're going to you're going to help us open up a, a club right there in uh, in Guadalajara. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, it'll be an oh, honor. Man. It'll be an honor. It'll be an honor. It'll let's, be amazing to, let's do it. to open up the Let's do it. Yeah, let's do it. I'm ready. Whenever you're ready, I'm ready. So no hey. pressure, but 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 I'm ready. I think that the more we can help those young people, like the young man who you're mentoring on the job site, to like find that, hey, there's there's many paths. And yeah? find the path that works best for you as opposed to the path that you think you're supposed to you know, be on. And I think those are the ways that we help people come alive. And so I look forward to that day. All right, and I'll come and do. Good. I'll come. I'll come. And, I'll come and do a mask workshop with with some youngsters, and then and then you you run it. You'll be in charge. Oh, that, hey, that'll be amazing. <laughs> I'm ready when you are. There's a saying over here in Mexico. It says, "Tú nomás dices rana y yo y yo salto." So you you say okay. frog, and I'll All right. <laughs> All right, man. Let's go. All right. Well, see. Imagine, I know you didn't plan to leave this with a with like a a, a new extra work, <laughs> but hopefully uh, it will be it will be something exciting and uh, oh man, that's exciting. Well, I'm excited to see, I'm excited and I'm and I'm I'm ready and we're and the and the mask movement is global, so we look forward yeah. to serving young men in your community and uh, thank you, thanks for being a part of the podcast today. Thank you, Mr. Right. Branch. You, know, you can follow me in. Uh... <laughs> In Instagram, yeah, please, no, and, please tell, tell us the website. And, yeah, absolutely, please. Yeah, Instagram, VM uh, Delamora, and I also have another one, which is my uh, construction uh, firm, which is at M O R A R Q. That's you can find in Instagram. Beautiful. Well, you, I'm, I'm, we're gonna link. We're gonna link all those in the show notes. We're gonna put all those in the show notes. I'm gonna um. Right. In, in, 
will you um yeah we'll, we'll we'll have all that listed so folks you'll be able to click on the links in the um in his instagram link and the website all that um, in the show notes uh thank you for being on the show let's uh we're gonna close right now and so i want to say right. thank you everybody for paying attention for listening and we'll see you soon If what you heard today you enjoyed, if you've listened to this and you found something inspiring, please like and subscribe to this podcast. That's the best way for someone to uh, find this podcast, maybe like you did. Um, please tell someone about it. If you know, listen to some of our previous episodes, and if one of them rings out to you, please share it with somebody you know. Um, we also invite people to join us in a face-to-face where they come together with another person to make a mask and talk about that mask together. There's short conversations, about 20, 30 minutes. So if that's something that's interesting to you, please uh, send us a message, send us a, in the comments below, let us know that you're interested in that. And we look forward to you joining the movement of the Million Mask Movement. And check out our new shirt. I don't know if you, how you can, if you can see it, but this is our new shirt, the Million Mask Movement. And so uh, we'll have these soon available, uh, but we look forward to you being a part of the movement and supporting our work. Uh, please consider supporting the work that we do in Ever Forward and in the work that we do in the Million Mask Movement to let people around the world realize that they're not alone. Thank you.